0: I am going to, using recent news stories and breaking news and information, prove to you that, in fact, two supposed conspiracy theories of right-wing extremists are, in fact, valid points, true, using proof and evidence. And as I do that, I'm also going to show you a blurring example of something that I have been talking about on this channel for six years now. And we got excellent evidence and proof of this as well. So, two conspiracy theories and one theory that are, I'm going to prove to you true in this episode. Now, this is a weekend report. So, I'm going to go through these news items, but we're going to be connecting some dots and I'm going to be having a conversation with you so we can see how all these things are related. It's a little bit perhaps different. Than some of you newer viewers are used to where I just go right into the news. We're going to get into the news, but we're going to tie some dots together. So the first thing that is supposedly a conspiracy theory, but obviously I'm going to show you right now with this first news story, is that the Operation Mockingbird is dead. And if you're not familiar with uh, Operation Mockingbird, it's this. This is the conspiracy theory that I'm going to prove to you is still true, that the intelligence community controls major news outlets to propagandize and lie to the people. Okay? Operation Mockingbird was something that was exposed to to be around, but the intelligence community have told us, oh, no, that's done away with. We don't do that any longer. But a rose by any other name is still a rose. Operation Mockingbird or not, doesn't matter the name. The intelligence community is still involved in the propagandizing of America and the world. And by extension, they do the intelligence community. This is the important part. Don't work for the American people or American interests. They work for globalist elites. Now, the minute you start talking about globalists and elites, some people go, oh, he's one of those conspiracy theorists, tenfold hat, right wing extremists. right." Really? Well, let's look at this. Let's look at this first news story. There's a thing called the Global Disinformation Index, and they release an assessment of American online media, okay? And they're using this to blacklist conservative media outlets and choke off their advertising revenue. By the way, GDI, this Global Disinformation Index, they say that they have the word globalist in there, but as we're going to see, they're an intelligence community asset. And they're a foreign think tank headquartered in the United Kingdom. Now, They have this information of blacklisted and trusted newsworthy sites and what have you on this list that they call the dynamic exclusion list. But it's somewhat secret, but they do release some information on it. Now, what they do is with this information, they go to the big ad networks. Most prominently is Sander, X-A-N-D-R, which is owned by Microsoft, by the way. And they use this to refuse uh, to allow advertising on conservative media websites. In other words, media websites that are exposing or aren't propaganda outlets for the intelligence community, the globalist, and the anti-American agenda that we're seeing in Washington and throughout the world. So a few few weeks ago, they released their report that detailed the alleged disinformation for the American online media market. Okay. The uh report reviewed 69 news outlets and listed 10 outlets that found are the most at risk of spreading disinformation and 10 outlets that are the least likely to spread disinformation. Let's look at the 10 most likely. Huffington Post, the New York Times, the same New York Times that President Trump rightfully rails on with regularity. ...for their lies and their propaganda. A company that... uh, ...a news outlet that has been debunked... ...time and time again for spreading misinformation. The Washington Post... ...which I have outlined in the past... ...are an arm of the deep state... ...U.S. State Department... ...and their... ...connections to the intelligence community. AP News... NPR NPR, is a great example of blatantly using the American public's tax money to propagandize against them. Now, this is a weekend report, so I'm going to be a little bit more personal here, folks. This is the first real quick personal story I want to tell you is I have been interviewed by NPR in the past. This is 20-plus years ago when I was working for Arthur Anderson. As an economic consultant, they had me on for a segment uh, about market movements in the automotive industry, which is very cool because at the time I was working as an economist and I'm also a huge automotive fan. So we're talking about the markets and uh, this is in like 2001, 2002, I was featured on NPR. So anyway, I can't lie, it was kind of cool to be interviewed by them and featured in a segment. ProPublica, BuzzFeed News, USA Today, Insider and Wall Street Journal. Yes, the same Buzz, BuzzFeed news that published the immediately discredited Christopher Steele PP dossier. Business Insider that used to be a pretty good um, news outlet in the Wall Street Journal that has fallen so far, but they're on this top 10 list of least likely to have disinformation. The 10 most likely to have this information are the New York Post, Real Clear Politics. I was actually surprised to see Real Clear Politics on there because they do very, very rigorous journalism over at Real Clear Politics and Real Clear Investigations. Reason Magazine, The Federalist, The Daily Wire, The Blaze, One America News Network, Newsmax, The American Spectator, and The American Conservative. So this list isn't biased at all. Okay, well, here's where the rubber hits the road. QDI was founded by Claire Melford and Professor Daniel Rogers. Okay. Um, let's look at uh, at what they're what what they're up to. First of all, let's look at Melford. He led the transition of the European Council of Foreign Relations to independent status as they were originally part of the George Soros Open Society Foundation. And that's according to his uh, reports and work with the World Economic Forum. So I am a tinfoil hat person. You are a uh, conspiracy theorist because you don't like the fact that globalists are influencing our media. Yet we just pointed out that the organization, the think tank that is publishing and Manipulating advertising dollars to starve off conservative news networks are linked to Georgie Porgy, World Economic Forum, and the European Council of Foreign Relations. Okay, what about Rogers? Rogers worked in the American intelligence community as a spy or whatever title you want to give uh, to that. He's got ties to... Truman National Security Project with Biden's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, as a board member. But we're supposed to ignore these ties, and we're conspiracy theorists, right? Now, on this list of trusted sources is Washington Post. All right, so I'm I'm showing you an establishment here that the intelligence community and spies from ties to Jake Sullivan of the Biden administration to the CIA and American to the World Economic Forum, Council of Foreign Relations, Georgie Porges, Open Society, all connected to organizations that are controlling the flow of advertising dollars to news outlets to pump up liberal news outlets and choke off ad revenue for conservative ones. And I'm sure by extension... That is one of the reasons why, if you've been a subscriber for a long time, you've seen that we have been at 641,000 subscribers on this channel for almost—I don't know—a year. That is pretty much mathematically impossible unless it's been manipulated. And if you probably noticed, the views are being halved every single uh, month. Look at the look at Blaze TV and how popular Glenn Beck is, and what great work they do, and others, and how they hardly get any views. It's 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 all contrived. Now, folks, let me take it aside here. That's one of the. Th- this is one of the theories that I'm, I'm showing you proof of that the globalist elites and the intelligence community are still community, the spies. Operation Mockingbird is still alive and well. Now, let me, let me put that aside for a moment. And now let me show you evidence of something that I've been saying on this channel and on this news program for six years now that I've been doing this. And that is that the real racists are the liberals, the Marxists. Now, folks, this is a weekend analysis, so like I said, I'm going to be a little bit more personal on here. I'm going to give you the short version for about a minute or two of how I became a conservative, if you're new around here. It was featured on uh, the walk-away movement when Brandon Strocka started that several years ago. Now, yeah, I think I was one of the most watched videos for the walk-away. Millions of views. But if you missed that, here's the short version. I was a freshman at UC Berkeley and I was on Sproul Plaza when I was approached by a beautiful blonde co ed. Now, let me give you context for this story and myself. I went to UC Berkeley as a Democrat from a Democrat family, from a pro union and union Democrat family. Okay? I don't come from a disadvantaged inner city school. My parents were working class, and my dad and my mom wanted me to live in suburbia, and I went to high school mostly in suburban San Diego, California, and I I also did some schooling up in uh, Northern California also at a suburban school, mostly white, mostly white. I didn't come from a disadvantaged inner city black or Hispanic school. I, I went to school in mostly white high school. And I was toward the top of my class when I graduated. I was active in all kinds of things from speech and debate, student government, everything I needed to padded my resume so I can get into college because my parents couldn't afford to send me there. I had to get scholarships to go, which I did, to go to UC Berkeley. And I worked my tail off to do that. And I had a great GPA and I was toward the top of my class. Wasn't number one, wasn't number two, wasn't number three, but I was in the top of my class. So here's this beautiful co ed in Plaza. If you're not familiar with UC Berkeley, that's where a lot of the mingling takes place on that side of campus. That's where, I don't know if it's the same, I haven't been on the campus in years, but that's where the student organizations would set up their booths and then go out there and whatever cause they were about, or if they were like the Korean Christian um, student group, that they, they, they try to get you to go to their, their, uh, their meetings and their church functions. And the Marxist would... You know hand out the things about we're gonna have this uh some sort of sit-in because of this leftist movement or whatever very dynamic, very cool place to be on campus as a student. so this beautiful co-ed approaches me I'm an eighteen year old male I'm going to pay attention to her and she asks me, you know I but back then I had long dreadlocks and she says to me, "Do you go to here are you a student here?" And I go, "Yes, I am." And she says to me, that's so cool they let you in because you're black. That's so cool they let you in because you're black. Now, this is a turning point for me in my life and how, crazy enough, how I became, the genesis of how I became what I would call a constitutionalist conservative. She insulted me by assuming that because I was black – they had lowered the standards to let me into the school. She had made assumptions that I came from some inner-city school and that the standards had to be lowered for me to even be here. Now, liberals can say they're well-meaning. Liberals can say that they're trying to help black people. But how the hell do you help, help black people by assuming that they're stupid? She knew nothing about me, but she assumed that I was a student like her at UC Berkeley. But because I am black, that the standards were lowered And they they just let me in. And that opened my eyes to the real racism of low expectations of liberals. And I realized that white liberals, black liberals, and liberals in general are the most racist bunch. And that set me on a journey to open my eyes that all the indoctrination of socialism, Marxism, and government control is bad, I I fell in love with the Constitution and limited government and was essentially libertarian, conservative, which I am mostly now. I say I'm a conservative because I'm also morally conservative as a practicing Christian. So, liberals are the most racist, which leads me into the next story, tying in the Washington Post. And the Washington Post is going after Florida's Mexican-American Republican firebrand, Anna Paulina Luna. This is her on Fox News last night.
1: Story, so I'll be interviewing with them after, but it's awful how they treat minorities.
0: Enter Ana Paulina Luna. She's the freshman
1: congresswoman out of Florida who just so happens to be of Mexican descent. The media can't stand her because, well, because she is of Mexican descent. And this combination is never to be forgiven, She's a firebrand conservative woman. And that makes it harder to call her a violent white supremacist, you know, being, again, Mexican-American
0: and all. Now remember, the intelligence community controls the flow of propaganda through, as we saw, news outlets like Washington Post, who are not only truly racist, but they push the lie that anyone who is not down with the Marxist agenda of the current regime in D.C., is a white supremacist. I really can't even tell you how many times I've been labeled a white supremacist. And of course what it is is according to those people, I'm a self hating black man by being a conservative and therefore I'm a white supremacist.
1: So just today the Washington post put out a hit piece on Luna and they were nasty disputing a break in she had in her Missouri home, gossiping about her losing touch with family members It's written a lot like a high school diary, more than like a real piece of, you know, journalism. The only problem, Congresswoman
0: Luna, well, she brought receipts. Now, not going to go into detail, but you get the, the drift, right? The Washington Post supposedly should get advertising dollars because they are the least likely to push misinformation. She debunked them on all kinds of things about her dad, her family, her history, that she was never a Democrat. All these things that the Washington Post and their hit piece yesterday got wrong. That was misinformation. Calling, you know, because once again, that's what the intelligence community does. It, It pushes false information. But of course, like I am maintaining, the liberal left are the most racist. Let me just end this part with words from Representative Luna herself. Now, here she is for herself,
1: Florida's representative for the 13th district, Anna Paulina Luna. Congresswoman, great to have you on the program tonight. As I mentioned, The Washington Post has already issued one correction regarding you being previously registered as a Democrat. After, But it's awful how they treat minorities. And the fact is, is that their undertone of their article was incredibly racist. They tried to undercut my Hispanic heritage. They even spoke to my mother and didn't report a lot of what she was posting. So The Washington Post is compost and they should do better.
0: Okay. So here's a, another conspiracy theory that we're going to look at some recent news items to prove that are real. And that is that Joe Biden is a Chinese asset and controlled by China. And by the way, Ms. Luna, uh I know where you're at. I my my blackness has been questioned more times in my lifetime than I care to uh <laughs> I know exactly how Representative Luna feels. Both my blackness and my, my being Latino have been questioned. es increíble porque en verdad yo hablo And it's funny because I'm, a, I'm, I'm so Latino, I actually speak Spanish quite well. But I digress. Let's get into this. This guy must be racist as well. This is Mr. Ortiz, and he's in charge of our borders. And this is what he told Fox News. Listen to what he's reporting on, what he's saying, and then we're going to tie a whole bunch of dots that go back to Joseph Biden and this communist current administration.
1: In an exclusive interview just moments ago, we conducted with Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz. He says he worries about the increase in Chinese migrants and the loss of technology like surveillance blimps.
0: As I reported yesterday, the aerostats that are used by Border Patrol on the border to survey the skies and to see the comings and goings of the cartels and the illegal immigrants, the Biden administration has said that they're going to decrease funding and be making those less and less available to Border Patrol. Now, why would they be doing that when Title 42 is about to go away and are already record numbers of illegal immigration is about to surge at the border. There's got to be some sort of nefarious plot, and there's so many players, it's got to be some sort of collusion or conspiracy. And it is. It involves the cartels, the Mexican cartels, the Biden administration, and China. You've
1: got Chinese, a huge increase, it appears, across the border right now. Yeah, we've seen a spike in uh, Chinese nationals around 3,000 so far this fiscal year uh, compared to the same time last year. You're losing uh, aerostats, the eyes in the sky. How much will that impact you and, and do you need those uh, tools? Anytime we have technology out there and provides us the situational awareness uh, so we can be able to make those interdictions right on the board and in the immediate border area, it is certainly an advantage for us.
0: Border Patrol saying it's an advantage for them to be able to have these aerostats and the Biden administration is phasing them out. Why? Because it's competing with the drug Mexican cartels that are bringing in Chinese fentanyl. But don't worry. Our aerostats are going down. But the Mexican cartels, they've got that technology. In a second, we're going to talk about where that technology is coming from. By the way, Fox News did a separate segment um, on another show, and they featured another part of this interview with Raul Ortiz in which he talks about the technology that they're competing with, the technology that the Mexican cartels have to smuggle fentanyl and people across our southern border.
1: ...about the uh, ability of cartels to leverage technology, to leverage uh, mobile communication devices, and to be able to have deep pockets. We need more agents out there, we need more technology, and we certainly need to make sure that we have more infrastructure out there.
0: Where is the technology coming from that the Mexican cartels have? Well, we're learning, and we have learned, that they are using, surprise, surprise, Chinese drones... They're using military, U.S. military items from night vision goggles to U.S. military drones. Hmm, I wonder where they could have gotten some of that stuff. Oh, maybe from the black market, possibly caused by our Fubar withdrawal from Afghanistan, in which Joe Biden purposely, purposely left billions of dollars of. American military machinery and technology to be sold on the black market and work against us and to be reverse engineered by China. This is all being coordinated, folks. The Mexican drug cartels are working with China to bring in fentanyl into our southern border using Chinese drone technology, U.S. military technology that was either stolen or given to them. Remember, Fast and Furious. Eric Holder and Obama, fast and furious, they sold drug—they were running uh, guns in this, into Mexico, supposedly to track them to bring down the cartels. That's a malarkey. That's just another way, like the Iran-Contra affair and all the other things that we found the CIA to be doing to undermine America by arming our citizens. And don't forget, it's now factually known that the CIA was running drugs into the inner city— to fund their black ops. Fentanyl is making a lot of money. For black ops CIA. For China. And for the cartels. And that is exactly why we're seeing this drawdown. Of the aerostats. But here's another story. Here's another news story. In conclusion. Bringing this all together. And by the way folks. I've got to mention the weapons going to Ukraine. Uh, I reported in the past. That uh, the Nigerian president. Uh, Muhammadu. Bakari says that uh, a lot of our military items that were supposed to go to Ukraine have been found in the hands of terrorists and throughout Africa and the Middle East. All by design, folks, all by design. These things don't happen uh, by accident. And everyone thinks there's some kind of collusion like Xi Jinping and um, the CIA and the Mexican drug cartels are all sitting in the room together planning these things out. doesn't work that way, folks. They all have a common goal. And their common goal is power among themselves, and they know how to co- how to cooperate with each other to bring their particular goal into focus. So the Mexican drug cartels want to make money. They know they can do that during fentanyl. China knows that they want to undermine America, that they can do that by doing fentanyl. So they cooperate on that end. The CIA and the Biden administration knows that they want to. Uh, do their part in bringing forth this globalist utopia where America is a vassal state to globalists in China. So they cooperate at the border by bringing down our border and taking away the aerostats so that these same cartels in China have more power at our border. And these Chinese nationals can come in, many of whom are spies. So I reported previously, those people we saw in that segment, $35,000 each they paid to be smuggled into the United States. Or at least that's what they're saying or admitting to. Who knows what the actual truth is? So here we go. Breitbart News yesterday. Arkansas delegation presses Biden Energy Department on $200 million federal grant awarded to CCP-linked company. Okay, after I read this to you, tell me Joe Biden and his administration aren't puppets and controlled and assets of China. Because we have this company that is absolutely, on the record, a CCP company, and they beat out other American companies for this federal grant money. Here are the details. The Republican Arkansas delegation is demanding answers from the Department of Energy as to why it awarded a $200 million grant to a company linked to the Chinese Communist Party using American taxpayer money that was supposed to be used to make America less reliant on China for battery production. So this is the irony of again, right? This money is to go to make us less dependent on China, but it goes to China. I've said this several times. They lie, they lie, they lie. They say that the Affordable Care Act makes health care less affordable. The Inflation Reduction Act doesn't reduce inflation and it adds to inflation. And once again, th- these uh, programs meant to make America more independent of Chinese energy makes us more dependent. And a letter this week sent to Senators Tom Cotton, John Boozman, Representatives Rick Crawford, uh, and others. They asked the DOA secretary why a federal grant was awarded to the company Microbast despite the company having a documented tie to the CCP and operating primarily out of China. And the great Breitbart article gives the minutia and the details of this. But here is the, the, the biggest point. While American companies have were denied funding opportunities, the Department of Energy supported a company that admits the Chinese government exerts substantial influence over the manner in which we must conduct our business activities and may intervene at any time and with no notice. The grant was part of the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. Yeah, infrastructure and jobs for the Chinese. So it's supposed to help secure America's domestic supply chains by being less reliant on China for materials. So the DOE had announced the grant was to MicroVast back in October. And he said, this is truly a remarkable time for manufactured America as President Biden's agenda and in historic investments supercharged the private sector. But the problem is this. MicroVast claimed it was majority U.S. owned and touted its status as a publicly traded company listed on NASDAQ. The grant to the company was for building a lithium-ion battery separator facility next to the battery plant in Clarksville, Tennessee, as part of a joint project with General Motors. However, Congress learned that the company's relationship with China that is actually owned by a holding company, Microvast Holdings, and in their most recent filings, the SEC stated a substantial portion of our facilities are currently located in the People's Republic of China. The following also said we are a holding company and we conduct all our operations through our subsidiaries, primarily through our subsidiary in China. It also added that investing in micro vast holdings has involved substantial risks related to the fact that the company conducts a substantial majority of our operations through our operating entities established in China. Now, some are going to say, well, they gave the money in October and these filings came out in November and December. We're supposed to believe that the, the Department of Joe Biden didn't know exactly the ties of this particular company that beat out other companies to get that money was China-related? That would be silly. So there you have it, folks, yet another example. Okay, maybe this isn't proof for you, but this is yet another example of China Joe and his administration being beholden to China and he being their asset. Pushing fentanyl, taking American money that's supposed to be for American companies to produce. And why the whole group, folks, let me leave you with this. They're trying to phase out in America fossil fuels while China is not phasing it out. But they're going to make a buttload of money with all the battery technology that we're forced to adapt. Joe Biden is working for China, not for us. The intelligence community is working for the globalists, not for us, as they undermine us through the media. And yes, liberals are the most racist. I hope I made my case for you today. We'll have more reports and analysis for you this weekend. Make sure you hit the like, share, and subscribe button, and check out our other channel and other programs. The links to everything are in the description box down below. Ciao, goodbye. God bless.